You are listening to Gangland Wire, hosted by former Kansas City Police Intelligence Unit Detective Gary Jenkins. Welcome, all you wiretappers. I'm down here in Tampa, Florida, in Ybor City, right out and I guess right in the heart of Tampa with Scott Dietschy. Now, Scott's been on the show before. He's got uh, several mob books, and we're getting ready to go on the Cigar City Mob Tour with Scott. Welcome, Scott. Hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on the Tampa Mafia Tour, Gary. appreciate you, uh, you being down here. Now, if you guys noticed, uh, you know, Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Tampa Buccaneers, and I lost $50 worth of Kansas City barbecue to Scott. Uh, so, Scott, uh, enjoy that barbecue. I will. I will. Although we are enjoying some good uh, Fuente cigars here from Tampa. Right. He set me up with, the, what is this, a Fuente cigar? You guys know me. I'm kind of prude and, and don't drink and don't smoke and don't go with the girls that do, at least not anymore. I used to. <laughs> I used to be my whole life back in the 20, in my 20s, but uh, anyhow. So we're getting ready to go on the mob tour, and, and Scott, uh, Tell me a little bit about this area we're sitting in. Yeah, so Ybor City is a National Historic District. It's um, located just outside of downtown Tampa. In the early 19, late 1800s, early 1900s, the cigar industry in Tampa was really dominant here. Uh, this became a hub of immigration and a large Cuban, Spanish, and Sicilian community. And this is also the neighborhood where what came to be known as the, uh, the Tampa Mafia kind of got its start here in this neighborhood. So now we know back in the, uh, especially the 20s and 30s, there's a lot of heroin came in via Cuba and then up through here and on to Kansas City. I know I did that a couple episodes, at least one with uh, Agent Bill Owsley about the kind of the history of heroin. uh, And we talked about that in in that episode. I can't remember a lot of details off the top of my head. But so that was, was that the main thing that was a large Sicilian population that then... uh, settled here in uh, Ybor City? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, the Sicilian population here in Ybor City came from predominantly a few different um, uh, communities like Alessandria della Rocco and Santo Stefano in Sicily. So very closely knit. Uh, but by the, 19, the 1920s, mid-1920s, you started seeing a lot of connections between mafia figures here in Tampa and other areas, Kansas City being one of them, and started this... Um, connection between the Tampa Mafia and the Kansas City Mafia that lasted a good 20 years, both, as you mentioned before, there was heroin operations going on, but also um, there were a few Kansas City mobsters that were in town during some of the more well-known mafia shootings, so there was there was, there was was a good close connection, uh, especially between the boss of the mafia here in the 30s, Ignacio Antonori, who was very close with some Kansas City Mafia figures. Interesting, interesting. I always think of uh, Santo Traficante as the mob boss of, of Tampa and South Florida here and, and having a lot of connections all up the East Coast, up with the, the New York, the five families in New York. Yeah, so Santo Traficante Sr. took over in 1940 after Ignacio Antonori was killed. And then Santo Traficante Jr., who's, who's the one you usually think of when you think the name Santo Traficante, he took over around, around 1950. And um, he ran the family through, through his death in 1987. You know, one of the most interesting stories about Traficante is 
he checked out of the Park Sheraton Hotel, I think the day of or the day after Anastasia was killed in the barbershop there. Yeah, it was the day of, and he had met with Anastasia the night before um, with a Cuban gangster, Chili Mendoza. Uh, it was relating to the Havana Hilton down in Havana at that time. So he was named by the New York uh, State District Attorney as one of the chief suspects in the killing of Anastasia and had a subpoena for him to appear as a, as a witness in the murder. You know, as a policeman, I guarantee you Traficante would be number one on my suspect list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, I, I, I think everyone kind of knows it was more of an internal Gambino thing. I'm sure Traficante was in the loop on what was going to happen or going on. It seems like I remember uh, Anastasia was trying to muscle in on some gambling down in Cuba and Traficante and Meyer Lansky, and they had, a, had action down in Cuba and were making a lot of money on the gambling down there. Yeah, so the two chief gangsters that were operating in Havana in the 1950s, Meyer Lansky and Santo Traficante, and Traficante especially uh, because he spoke Spanish growing up here in Ybor City, understood Cuban culture, really had an in, and he controlled uh, a half a dozen of the major casinos and hotel operations in Havana. Interesting. So now, Scott, what are we going to see on this tour? Just give us a kind of a gloss over about that. And I, you guys, I'll, I'll record a few little tidbits as I go on the tour, just kind of let you know what I'm seeing. Yeah, so the Tampa Mafia tour is about a walking tour of Ybor City. It's about a mile loop, and we're going to visit uh, some of the more notable uh, buildings that were either hangouts or headquarters for some of the gambling, uh, Belita, uh, heroin operations. We're going to visit a few places where guys got whacked. Um, and the good thing about Ybor, with, with one or two exceptions, most of those old buildings are still up. There's only a few of them that have been knocked down because it's a National Historic District. So it's, uh, it's pretty neat to see so many old places that are still around. Yeah, it sounds interesting. You, know, I, you guys know I've done some mob tours of Kansas City for different people and different groups of people. Uh, I don't do them on a regular basis. Scott does this on a uh, semi-regular basis. What do you say, twice a month, Scott? Yeah, we usually do them about twice a month from September to May. Um, for those of you that have ever been in Florida in the summer, there's a reason we don't do a walking tour in the summer uh, down here. But, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been very popular. We've been doing them now. This is close to 10 years uh, we've been doing them now, so they seem to be getting more and more popular every year. So, You know, I find that in Kansas City there, uh, I'm getting more calls for that. Uh, and there's another guy in Kansas City that does a mob tour, and he's he's done pretty well with his. There's there's one other mob tour where they use an actor on a bus, and I don't know. I mean, that, that seems kind of fakey to me. Yeah, I, I've been asked, why don't you do some recreations, but that's just not my thing. I, I like the pure history aspect, and people really respond to it. So. I, I agree with that. We're getting ready to go on the tour in just a few minutes. We're going to continue to smoke our cigars, and, and we got a couple of drinks here we're going to finish in about 30, 35 minutes. Uh, where do your people meet up right here? I'm sorry? Do your people meet up right here at the uh, cigar, the, what's the name of the cigar place? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we meet up at King Corona Cigars on 7th Avenue in Ebor. It's, uh, it's one of the more well-known cigar bars. It's been here a really long time, and... Uh, very popular hangout place for people watching, smoking cigars, and enjoying some libations. It is. It's great. I mean, the street scene here, and people are having fun, and, and it's it's warm, and it's cold in Kansas City, and cold up north. Scott, how can uh, how can people find out about their tour if they happen to be on their way down here, or already down here, uh, getting away from the north weather? I know a lot of you Chicago people are down here, are going to be down here. Yeah, simple. TampaMafia.com or TampaMafia.com. Facebook page. You can find out all the information on the tours. 
All right. Thanks, Scott. All right, folks, uh, we will join back up when we start on the tour. About six months later, the head of the mafia at that time, Ignacio Antonori, I'm just going to be a quiz on these names, but uh, Ignacio Antonori gets shot and killed outside of Ybor City. So in October 1940, you have the Sicilian mafia has lost their boss, but Charlie Wall and his guys have lost a lot too, and he's pretty weak. So there's a little bit of a power vacuum. And into that power vacuum steps a name that's going to become synonymous with organized crime in Tampa. And that name is Santo Traficante. However, if you Google the name Santo Traficante, 99% of the time it's going to come up with Santo Traficante Jr. But actually his father took over first in 1940, and then Jr. kind of moved in around 1950-ish to take over. One of those was across the street. That's the original superstructure of the old Los Novedades, one of the most popular Spanish restaurants in Ybor City. And Los Novedades was raided numerous times by federal liquor officials during Prohibition, and they found them serving a variety of illegal foods. But some of the time, when federal agents would raid Los Novedades, there was no liquor to be found. Turns out that there's a tunnel that goes from Los Novedades right underneath where we're standing at. We're at one of the many casinos and we're getting ready to throw Belita. I'm your Belita host, you guys are the clients and customers. So you're betting a nickel, a penny, or a dime on which number is going to be selected. I have a Belita set, a set of balls made out of either wood or ivory numbered 1 to 100 and a, and a couple of cloth bags. I pour the Belita balls into a bag, shake it up, and I throw it into the crowd. It's called throwing Belita. Someone grabs onto a number, my associate cuts the bag, whatever number you pick, that's your winning Belita number. Depending on what casino you play, odds can be anywhere from 60 to 1 to 80 to 1. It makes some good money for back then, especially during the height of the Depression. So Fernando Serrano is sitting in his car right up at that corner, and a black sedan pulls up alongside. As it comes by, the, the passenger window goes down, and a gunman leans out with a double-barrel shotgun. But he lets it off a little too early, and instead of hitting Fernando in the driver's seat, it hits his wife in the passenger seat. It's the only time during the war that an innocent bystander gets killed. And then in 1939, there's a guy named Mario Perla. He's a Sicilian hitman from the Mafia. And he gets killed just a little further up 15th, kind of by you know, overpass the line four. Again, black sedan pulls up. This time they hit their mark and they kill him in the car. Okay, folks, uh, we really had a good time on the... Uh Ybor City Mob Tour with Scott Dichey, and I've got one of the participants here that wants to tell you a little bit about what a great tour it was. Um, you know, Scott did a great job, you know, showing us everything and explaining, um, you know, just from the beginnings to Prohibition to, you know, up to, uh, you know, even modern era of how things have changed with organized crime and all the activities in the area. Well, folks, that was a little snippet of the Mob Tour of Ybor City. Florida, which is right in the heart of Tampa. It was really interesting, and if you go down there this winter, you need to find Scott Dietje and take that tour. If you have any problem, just get hold of me. He, he said how to do it before. I believe you go to just Google Cigar City Mafia Tour, and you'll find it on Yelp and TripAdvisor, and uh, they have their, their own website, but you'll find it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Scott's a good guy. Tell him I sent you, and you'll get a little extra attention, maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but do tell him, tell him I sent you. He's a good guy. 
And while you're there, check out the King Corona Cigars Cafe and Bar. Have a cigar and a drink before you go on the tour, and then have a drink afterwards. Thanks, folks. Music provided by our good friend and super fan from Portland, Oregon, Casey McBride. Thanks, Casey. Casey.